Welcome to episode 34 of this 20-digit scene review podcast. As always, I am your co-host, David, and my partner in crime, Alex. How are you doing this evening? I'm well, as always. Hello, everybody. Today is episode 34, and usually what happens is on the evens, I start. So today... I have picked a scene from a 1994 film, Pulp Fiction, another Quentin Tarantino special. And it looks <laughs> like, Alex, you were going to pick something from the scene. I, I have to ask you, though, did you were you going to pick the scene that I had picked, the diner scene with uh, Vince and Mia uh, no, the, dancing? The one that I had in mind was... Um they bust into the apartment and he does ah. the, uh, Samuel L. Jackson does his spiel and stuff before he lowers his gun. And then uh, the other guy bursts out of the bathroom, shoots in the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yes, or yes. attempts to shoot multiple times that, that scene. Yeah. 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 That also a great scene, <laughs> but uh, I chose a nonviolent scene <laughs> partly because I think last episode last week was fairly violent. Uh, so I decided to change things up. Although I didn't really change things up by picking another Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> But I couldn't resist. Um, I couldn't resist. It was Travolta. Um, it was Tarantino. And, of course, it's the lovely Uma Thurman, who I simply adore. I mean, anyone that watched film in the 90s, I think, loved Uma. And seeing these two in action, it was just too hard to resist. So let's take you through the scene itself before we get into the uh, comments. Characters Vince and Mia, Travolta, Uma Thurman... Uh, Travolta's character Vince has been tasked to babysit Mia. Uh, his boss has told him to take care of her this evening. And for those don't, that don't know about Pulp Fiction, let's just call it and summarize it as a gangster movie. So it's incredibly violent at times. It's a dark comedy, probably one of the first of its kind when it first arrived. And it can be quite disturbing at times, I will say, this film. But what Tarantino film isn't? So there we go. <clears throat> now, Into the Scene <laughs> that I have picked takes place in a retro diner called Jack Rabbit Slims. Uh, sort of a vintage, sort of American, a lot of his nostalgia there. Um, I think Vince describes it beautifully. And, and this is what I love about Tarantino films, just the script. Like a wax museum with a pulse. <laughs> you got <laughs> yep. some Marilyn Monroe's out there. And and there seems to be... So the scene begins with this cool atmosphere, you know, classic diner scene. And you know, there's a lot of interesting dialogue back, dialogue back and forth between Vince and Mia. Almost playful, almost flirtatious. And to some degree threatening because, you know, you see Vince trying not to tread or step into warning territory, let's call it. Uh, he doesn't want to get caught doing anything inappropriate with Mia. But then she wants to dance. So there's an announcement by the some of these organizers at this diner and they're saying there's a dance contest. And Uma's, Uma's character goes on and says, I want to dance, right. and I do believe... If I could just pause you a sec. So, just to yeah. clarify with the audience then, that 
I, I forget if you had mentioned it, but so this is the wife of the boss of yes. of Vincent, yes. just in case, and that was not at all clear. Yes. So he's really tiptoeing around, exactly. you know, yes. as you say, appropriate behavior, because <laughs> by all means, he does not want to cross uh, the wrong guy here. So yeah, I and I think on. in the dialogue leading up to the dance scene, there was some reference, and I, I don't recall it right now, but there's reference to a guy where he threw him out the window, mm-hmm. and and... There was rumors is because he did something inappropriate with Mia and Mia's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so it was just a, to set the audience, as you say, Alex, that there's a bit of tension here. He's trying not to do anything too inappropriate at all. And, and so that's, that, 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 that's the playfulness of the scene. That's, that's cool and interesting. And it, it plays into the dialogue as well. And then of course she wants to dance. And of course, when you want, you know, when a guy and a girl dances, you know, certainly there's, you can do it appropriately, but, uh, he has to, he has to deal with this other element too. He doesn't want to get killed. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think is just so interesting about this dance sequence is it just comes out of freaking nowhere like leading up to this scene we're talking gangsters we're talking crime we're talking violence gunplay where the hell did this thing come from <laughs> like it's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah i guess imagine a script writer like what were they thinking right like <laughs> but it's a very tarantino like you know what i did a research on this but I, i'm just giving you this impression when i was watching i was like what is going on here? And, mm-hmm. and you know what's what's in, what's even more uh, play to it even more is they go up on stage and they take off their shoes. Like yeah, I found that they, a bit odd they, too. They take yeah. off their shoes, and 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 why that's kind of I remember seeing it for the first time. It's like wow, there's so dignified, so 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 you <laughs> know, know what I mean, like sacred ground or something. Y- that yeah, having. it was it was such a. <laughs> It was that, you know, hey, we're dancing here. We're going to take off our shoes, you know, make sure that we do this right. And this is, remember, this is a movie about gangsters and killing. And <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> this it just comes out of nowhere. So I did a bit of research on this. And Tarantino has known to do this. I, th- I believe we actually made reference to this because he was uh, in the... His other films, Reservoir Dogs, was greatly influenced by a lot of the gunplay uh, in Hong Kong cinema. Uh, in the 80s and in the same manner uh, he was greatly inspired by a 1964 crime film by Jean-Luc Godard uh, and he made reference to it by saying it was just an amazing dance sequence in a cafe totally out of context out of nowhere and this is exactly what he's done. And I, mm. you can see, you can think of it as thievery. Is this, you know, he stole a scene out of a different movie. I don't see it that way at all. I think he, he is a true historian of film. And he took something he loved and he made it his own and put it in his film. And it worked perfectly. Uh, I'm going to stop there. I have way more to say <laughs> about the dance <laughs> itself. But I wanted to get your thoughts, Alex, because I think that... Uh, I think you you enjoyed this part too, or at least the scene as well. I really liked um, the build up to the particular mm-hmm. YouTube clip that you that you selected because I went to to watch um, I guess a bit more, maybe even as many as like ten minutes ahead, leading into that, just to get my 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 mind and my you know 
the psyche uh, more into it as to, to actually get to the scene and stuff. We and should so, add it. We'll add it. We'll add it into the... Oh, okay. Because I agree with you. I actually watched it too. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, with the, the, the dialogue and everything, uh, and as you say, the tension in the relationship, at least from his perspective, and she's like, well, <laughs> yeah. not really caring, right? Because <laughs> she's, she's the, the wife of the mob boss, so she kind of just can do whatever she wants. And she, she has no care for any level of discomfort he might be having <laughs> during the uh, during the date or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but the topics that they bring up, and it, it's again, it, it harkens back to even throughout the film, whether with the the deluxe royale conversation or yeah. <laughs> elsewhere <laughs> in the film. It's just, you know, as you say, it's guns, it's blood splattering here and there, and yet they're having conversations about burgers or about, you know, isn't it weird how awkward silence this that and <laughs> it's beautiful. And it's, it's yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. It's it's artistic. It's uh, amusing. Um, and then the, <laughs> yeah. the dance itself, right? Like, I mean, the dance itself is, I, I can't even, I don't, I'm not sure what the right words are for it, but the traditional way to do it is you have a fully choreographed scene. It looks great. It looks unbelievable on screen, physical, athletic, artistic, uh -huh. all that stuff. But what I really loved about this is that it was just so authentic because the, the, the direction given to both of them was just to make it your own, do it at your, you know, do whatever you want almost, right? Obviously, it's the twist. Mm -hmm. So, the, I think you mentioned um, before in a, a previous episode, Alex, about how, you know, art is great when you put some boundaries around it and then mm -hmm. you let the art expand itself, whether... It's with personal uh, personal inspiration or what have you, right? And I felt that this was done so well. In the same manner, Tarantino had only one stipulation, let's call it. He chose Chuck Berry's You Never Can Tell, which is a twist. I, I think the rumor was that Uma Thurman hated it, wanted him to change it. <laughs> but he's like, no, nah, you got to do this. She was also incredibly nervous. She was very uh, self-conscious about having to dance um, but you wouldn't know it, uh, watching no, absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, th it was playful. It was unique. I think I said the word authentic, but I'm going to say it again. It was authentic, uh, <laughs> because they were able to ad lib it, right. They, they kind of did it at spur of the moment and they threw everything in there. Like the Batman, you know, the eyes thing and you know, the swim, <laughs> the jerk, the twist. Like they kind of threw everything in there. The hitchhiker, the monkey, like they did everything. And I remember reading another or listening to another uh, professional dance choreographers review it. And they were saying what's really nice is that there's, a, I forget the technical term they use, but in song... As you know, Alex, uh, especially in classical music, there's a what the the call and the answer, right? In Bach, mm -hmm. for example, you know, he has the right hand doing a theme, and then the the left hand answers, right? And in the same manner, they do this. John Travolta does something, or Uma Thurman does something, and then he does the same thing as an answer, like you know, hand on the tummy or whatever. And then you know, the the Batman, he does it with the two fingers. She does it in more of a cat feline kind of thing with her yeah. hands and yeah. makes it her own. Yeah. So I, I, to me, I think the word used in, in other reviews I read, the juxtaposition between the crime, the gangster, the blood splatter, as you called it, and this out of nowhere, 
uh, for me was just a standout in the film for me. I mean, there was tons of amazing things in this film, but this to me, I was like, Quentin Tarantino, I know your name now. I'm going to look out for you in, in future films. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> not much else to say. Like, it's just, <laughs> you nailed it because it, it's just not really weird, but it's just, in, it's just interesting to have to to place it in there. It's kind of like you're you're driving along with certain scenery, and then you turn and you see something really stand out, whether it's like a, a farmhouse out in the distance or some, something catches your eye. And so this is kind of like the film is driving along <laughs> with the same kind of stuff. And <laughs> yes, yes. This kind, this thing kind of just catches your eye. Uh, but it, it, it's like it's like yeah, a car. Cool. It's like a car. It's like a, a race. It's like watching a race, and it's fast paced and everything. All of a sudden. There's a pit stop and they're having a picnic. <laughs> and they go back into the race. Like, where yeah. did that picnic come from? <laughs> Just... Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it, actually. <laughs> it's like totally out of context. It's out of nowhere, but super fun, super interesting. And I loved every minute of it. And and they didn't even yeah. finish the that particular scene by showing whether they won or anything they like did. that. They did. So they it won. wasn't about Yeah, I was trying to find a clip with them yeah. winning with the trophy and everything else, but they won. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's my pick for this week. Uh and right. that uh brought some good memories. So what what do you have this week for us, Alex? All right. Ratatouille, a two thousand and seven Disney Pixar film. Um, this is uh, available on Disney Plus, but we got some YouTube clips ready for you guys to watch. So, quick summary of, of the scene here, and it's um, it's not quite a contiguous uh, scene if you actually watch the real film. So it's kind of chopped up. So what I wanted to focus on is is pretty well summarized in the YouTube's actually. So Anton Ego or Ego, however you want to say it, um, in the in the film, this character is a famously harsh food critic. Okay, now he comes to review this restaurant of uh, which is becoming famous due to the recent uh, culinary exploits of the main character of the film, uh, who is doing some cooking in the in the kitchen now, which is a change of what uh, the restaurant has been known for. There was there there's previously some other chef. So Anton is ready to subject whatever is offered to him to his usual <laughs> tremendously high standards of judgment and. You know, the, all the restaurant staff, and especially the cooking staff, they, they're aware of this is a make-or-break moment, or this is a super huge deal that this critic has come to uh, to their restaurant. Uh, however, so he he's actually just stunned by the dish that's served to him. Uh, he came, well, of course, the, the title, uh, Ratatouille, that's what they serve him. Um, sort of a vegetable stew, uh, which... Just saying it like that, it does not at all do it justice. Mm -hmm. So if you guys can just look up on the internet the, the recipe or pictures and so on. He came in expecting to nitpick about the technical on, on, on the food and so on, because I guess that's his, his usual thing. But instead, he comes away uh, having had his heart touched. <laughs> and he has a very human moment, uh, mm -hmm. remembering the love of his mother and his, and his childhood and so on, um, and brought about by, as you say, none other than just food <laughs> and so i i picked this film because it's it's just really it's cool how the whole thing just centers around uh food but but good food and and the contrast between okay yeah you can go to your burger joints and get whatever and, and fill your tummy or you can get what you pay for in terms of pay a little more and 
and things just get really interesting at that point. I mean, I'm, I'm I probably haven't been to the really highest uh, uh, quality restaurants in in the GTA, but um, you know, it, it, enough to notice that when you pay double or triple of what you might normally pay just in you know, going out to a casual dinner, then yeah, things can can get really interesting and 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 very. Uh, what can I say, delicious and, and good and stuff. So in the film itself, we have uh, Pixar artists doing uh, their usual thing and what kind of what I like them for, uh, for, which is doing their homework, attention detail and research in terms of like the kitchen and the ingredients, the food, how they portray it, uh, even, mm. even just kind of the, the camera angles and then focusing in on on the pots or the uh, the spices or, or whatnot. I actually um, got hungry. I actually got so hungry just, watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's a little warning for our audience. But yeah, yeah be prepared. Was, don't 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 watch this scene hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never actually had ratatouille, but reading the recipe online, I absolutely am going to try to go find it. It's it's right down my alley with the kind like the, mm-hmm. the garlic and the and the sautéed onions and the tomatoes and everything. It's like, oh my god, this sounds fantastic. I would love to yeah. have some of this sometime. Um, but yeah, I was going to make a point of eating right it's just such a basic part of life and yet as this film shows and and brings to a wider audience there can be artistry in mm-hmm. in eating in cooking and just like the other arts can be uh somewhat sublime touching the and thrilling the soul whether it's poetry or music or performing arts so too can the culinary arts this this film dares to say where there's creativity there's novelty uh there's surprise right uh and as and you can have human moments and be touched by something as simple as something that the, the chef prepares for you. So it's really good. I'll just uh, close here. At least my thoughts. Uh, we'll get David's in a second. But uh, there was a really cool quote earlier in the film where uh, Chef Gusteau, which is the uh, the previous owner who is who has now deceased in the film, but the previous owner of the restaurant, is supposed to be a, a very high quality chef and got top star ratings for the restaurant. So his quote is. Good food is like music you can taste, color you can smell. There's excellence all around you. You need only be aware to stop and savor it. <laughs> That's amazing. So what did you think? Yeah. Well, let's just put it this way. Uh, number one, I actually had not heard of this film before. I, I, I had oh. no <laughs> idea. Zero. Um. But I will say, any film that deals or touches on food, I'm all in. Absolutely <laughs> okay. all in. My daughter actually runs a Instagram food just for fun, uh, food blog thing where she <laughs> okay. charts. Okay. She charts food and things that we've eaten or she's eaten. Uh, it's something we really enjoy. So as I said, I got hungry watching this. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed to the the critic character. He, he I was dying. Like he was he was hilarious when he he walked in there with that pretentious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was just amazing. I loved it, and the 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 emphasis, the the, the quick zoom on certain things, <laughs> and the the fast movements of uh, of the characters, and that neighboring guy that was you know, if he likes it, then I must like it too, you know, <laughs> type of attitude, which is hilarious. Uh, the recipe itself is enticing. Uh, my wife, one of her favorite foods is eggplant. So I think this is something that we're going to have to figure out. 
I don't cook <laughs> myself. I'm a good eater, though. <laughs> I like uh, that. So, but, but, you know, the wife loves to cook, and so we enjoy this, and we love to go eat. We were recently in London, and we had the opportunity to spend time with friends at, at not expensive restaurants, but good, good eats. And I think you nailed it when you said earlier, Alex, there's something about food that it just brings people together. It's a very human moment. I think that situation where he had one bite of the ratatouille and it transported him back. I think that it's very well underestimated the power of scent and taste and smell. Uh, it's mm -hmm. actually more, I would say, more powerful than sight and um, hearing when it comes to the connection to memory. Uh, it's well known that scent is, I think, within deceased, for example, someone has has passed, and it's common for those that were close to them, one of the things that they most miss and remember is the smell of their clothes, of, of the closet, whatever. Mm. Like it's, it's very interesting, actually. Um, so the power of scent and, and, and taste is, is incredibly powerful in its own right. And when it comes to the connections to the memory in our brain, uh, it's even more so. So yeah, all of those things. That, I could, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, uh, uh, when it comes to food, there's so many things as you say, from the artistic angle, there's absolutely that, but just the aspect of just friends together, enjoying a moment, but also when you're inviting friends over, it brings people together, it brings family together. Uh, and in his case, this uh, critic, it, uh, it brought him home. Like he probably immediately got connected to that dish from home. And what's more powerful than that? So I think that there's a lot of things to take away from this. I mean, obviously there's sort of just the film and the, the structure of the characters themselves. But it, when it comes to food, I, I could talk all day. So this is... Mm -hmm. This was this yeah, spoke to me. It's for quite sure. a film. I would recommend go try to go see that. I yeah, mean, I will. Uh, I rec if I if I recall what I read, either the producer, scriptwriter, one of the one of the staff of of this film, like the the executive staff, had uh, had had taken like a, a not an internship, but spent two days with uh, oh wow uh, their uh, you know in a, in a chef's kitchen right. just to immerse and get into and ask mm. questions and because they had on hand i guess they had hired someone who was a chef to be like the um what's the word the, the expert so to speak a on consultant on, i guess on, on the film yeah on yeah cast. okay yeah 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 so that they could get all as many details as they could uh kind of accurate and yeah getting back to the food though it's like you could even see here and just this one dish that they prepare because they the, and then there's other stuff shown in the film but this is mm -hmm. this is a good example as well where you know, when when it comes to good food, you don't just take your great ingredients um, right out of the pan <laughs> and and throw it onto the plate and away you go. It's there's there's plating, there's design, there's it's, there's a visual aspect too. Before you even mm -hmm. put the first bite into your mouth, like the the chef and the platers and the the kitchen staff, they take artistic care to present visually the thing right. on on the dishes and and that's part of it. And you can see that here in the film as well. The way. Uh, he circled the sauce around to make right. kind of a halo around the, the, and then there's the 3D aspect. It's not just flat on the plate, but how he made a little mound of the, of the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So great stuff. One other yeah. a little tidbit I put in my notes here. So, um, 
uh, I know you and your family have played the game Overcooked, but oh if yeah, you, love that. If you game. ever get to um, there's a point in the film where I was when I was watching, it's like, hey, this is familiar. At, at around the 24 minute oh. mark, there's there's the music, the background music that they play. It's very very close to the Overcooked oh. um, menu oh, that's music. Crazy. <laughs> so check that out. Yeah, oh, I will check that out for sure. It's really funny. It's not quite exactly the same, but, it, yeah, it's, but it's, it's definitely reminiscent because it's got the same three, four, or six, eight time. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. descending baseline and it's like it's like wow <laughs> somebody either you know influenced yeah, I, the other I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was lifted or at least inspired right. <laughs> well that wraps up another episode i can't believe we're at 34 we, we've been doing this for more than half the year now alex so this has been quite a ride for us thank you everyone for hanging in there listen, listening to us of course if you have any suggestions for any scenes please let us know and we'll we'll definitely include that and uh i think that's it alex any other final comments before we let it go no i think we're good so thank you once again okay. and we'll see everybody in the next one all right good afternoon good morning and good evening to everyone take care bye-bye thanks for listening you can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers 20digit. Thanks for listening to the 20digit scene review podcast.